where every week we highlight an artist and their art. And today is our first show for this year, so Happy New Year to all of you. Okay, today my guest is Stephanie Chavez, right? Yeah. And she's a jewelry maker. And specifically today we will be talking a little bit more about precious metal clay. Did I say it right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and again, I just want to remind you, if you want to share this on groups, like if you're watching on Facebook and you want to share with groups, go ahead and do so. This is information only. Nobody's going to sell or try to sell anything. So you're safe to, po to post on those groups, okay? Because I think people are going to get really excited. I have a a bunch of pieces that Stephanie made here. We are going to show one by one later. And you're going to see that the possibilities with the precious metal clay are really endless, correct? They are. Yeah. They really are. <laughs> now, Stephanie, before we start talking about the clay itself, tell me how you got started in jewelry making. Um, oh, ever since I can remember, even being a little kid, I've been creative or always making things. Um, and I was started out, um, even my first job, Mm -hmm. I, before I could even legally work, I worked for a neighbor pouring ceramics oh, in her really? ceramics studio. Yeah. Um, and then I, she moved on to opening a gift shop. So mm -hmm. I worked in her gift shop making flower arrangements. So I've always done creative That's things. That's so cool. Um, and then I kind of went into work in the mixed media arts mm -hmm. industry and helped develop a lot of products that we took to CHA, which is the Craft and Hobby uh -huh. Association. Um, and then from there, I just wanted a change, and I took my first metal clay class probably in 2007-ish, 2008, and I was instantly hooked. Um, two years later, I went and got certified through Rio Grande, mm -hmm. and I just have not stopped. <laughs> so you didn't start with silver's mini uh, and the traditional jewelry making. You went no, right into the clay. I knew a little bit about it and I had dabbled in some other jewelry making, you know, mediums. Um, but I just really took a liking to the metal clay. Um, there's, it's very, very forgiving and there's so many things you can do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but that being said, like now knowing metal clay, I do know a lot of silver smithing now too. And I do a lot of combinations of both of them too. All the pieces here are made 100% with metal with clay. With metal clay. Yeah. And so what, what really attracts you to that? Because we, we were talking just before we, we came live that you buy a package that is just a tiny bit. What, what was the attraction there that you said, this is my thing? Um, well, I think when I started to, um, you know, over 10 years ago, it wasn't as expensive as it is now. <laughs> um, so I didn't have that anxiety. Okay. I would say that hesitation with working with it. I just let my creativity go and I worked with it and I wasn't worried, I guess, about wasting it. Mm -hmm. um, but now, even as it's more expensive, I don't worry about that mm -hmm. um, because the, the way the material is, it's so forgiving. Nothing that is ever wasted. Mm -hmm. um, you can have a lump dry piece of clay and mm -hmm. reconstitute it into workable clay again. Really? So I think that's the main thing I love about it is if there are no mistakes, mm -hmm. um, everything is fixable. Um, it's very, very forgiving. Um, and there's just so much you can do with it. Now, if I go the traditional route, I need a lot of tools, right? For, yes. for example, if I go into Silver's Meeting, I need Pico and I need, well, all kinds of stuff and tools and hammers. What about with metal clay? Is it the comparable or you um, need less? No, that's the other thing with metal clay is your initial tool setup is 
besides the kiln mm -hmm. is very inexpensive. Um, and even without a kiln, you can torch fire a lot of the um, silver clays. Um, so you can do metal clay without a huge investment in tools, which mm -hmm. is the one thing I really like. And as far as strength, um, with silversmithing, some things to uh, create a texture in sheet metal, you mm -hmm. need a lot of hand strength or big machinery or things like that. With metal clay, you don't. Oh. Um, it takes texture beautifully. And you can so create- So for example, if I am a person that I'm going through some arthritis or something already with my hands that doesn't allow me to put a lot of force into things, this would be a, a good option? Yes, okay. yes, very good. Um, and even um, with like polymer clay, you have like your pasta machine and stuff to condition the clay and work it, but it, polymer clay has to be you know, molded and mm -hmm. kind of more workable, mm -hmm. where metal clay doesn't. You can oh, so use you don't it have right, to work no, a lot? you oh, don't at all. That's good. So okay. you can use it right out of the package. You don't have to prime it or prep it mm -hmm. or anything. You know, Th that's really very like good that. information because uh, it is an issue for some people, even mm -hmm. with the polymer clay and sculpting. Uh, the conditioning of the clay can be tough depending yes. on the quality of the clay that you're using. Yeah. Now, one thing that we always like to talk about here at Creativity in Focus, and remember, it is a live podcast, so if you have questions and comments, please send to Stephanie. She will be thrilled to answer, <laughs> and thrilled to know there's somebody watching out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's always the, the mystery that people have. Is anybody watching? But we like to talk about the business side as well. Yeah. So you've been doing this for 10 years. I'm going to assume you do this as a business or a side business. How, how is it for you? Uh, this is my uh, full-time business, okay. um, and I have been very blessed that I have been able to do this um, for the last 10 years. That's you know, cool. I quit my job in 2008, um, and so it's been really flexible because I've been able to be home, take mm -hmm. care of my kids, which, you know, is important for me too, um, and then do this, you know, as time has allowed and mm -hmm. stuff. and. Now that my kids are teenagers, they don't need me as much, and so I am focusing more on more my and business more. and doing more and more with it. And do you have a dedicated studio for creation, or do you do inside the house? How, how is your I process? I do have a dedicated studio that I just nice. finished this Ooh. year. So I'm very excited about that. I just finished it in July, um, and it is in the basement of my home, but mm -hmm. I have my own separate entrance. So I have people that oh, come cool. to my studio too uh -huh. and work and create, I do private classes and I do workshops there as well. That's very so, cool, yeah. that's very good. You yeah. know, I know it's, it's a lot of people, a lot of people are always thinking, no, it's hard to make money with whatever uh -huh. is the with, but, but it's not, right? I mean, everything is hard yeah. when it comes yeah. to, to business, but it is possible. It is very possible. And rewarding? Yes, <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, you know, I feel like kind of, I don't know what the word is, but <laughs> I mean, I'm just really grateful and blessed, mm -hmm. and I don't, that I can do this. It's something I love, you know, yeah. and a lot of people don't get that opportunity, so. Now, when it comes to selling, uh, do you see any difference when you're pricing or when, or a reaction of people from when they see these pieces? They cannot even tell this is metal clay, no. right? No, once the metal clay is fired and the binders burn away, you're left with like pure silver or pure mm -hmm. sterling silver, whatever clay it is that you're using. Um, it can be hallmarked, you know, 0.999% mm -hmm. fine silver or sterling silver. 
Um, and once it's fired too, you can treat it just like you do in traditional silversmithing. You can solder it. Um, you can bend it and mold it, you know, to an extent. You can do different things that you would in traditional silversmithing too. Mm, that's cool. So. Now you mentioned the kiln. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of kiln do you need to start in? Um, there are several different kilns on the market now. Um, they do have a lot more um, smaller um, tabletop kilns that are more affordable. Um, and uh, but I use the, it's a Paragon SC2 kiln. Okay. Um, it's, you know, I don't know. It sits on a counter. Oh, it's not real. So it's not really no. huge. And it runs on 110. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Nice. That's another plus. Yeah. So um, I chose that kiln because it is more versatile. I can do a lot of different things in mm -hmm. it. Um, I could do glass, um, other things like that. And I can do the copper clay. So a lot of the little tiny kilns that um, are uh, more affordable are a really good option, but some of those don't do copper clay. Okay. So if it's something you want to get into, I always suggest, you know, looking and seeing so what you have. So copper want. goes in a higher temperature. Copper that, does fire at a lot higher temperature mm -hmm. and for a longer time. Okay. And it has to be fired inside a stainless steel um, or some kind of container with mm -hmm. carbon in it. Mm. Um, so a lot of your little tiny, you know, tabletop kilns won't do that. Or mm -hmm. there's even tabletop kilns that run like on butane, mm -hmm. different things. Those are not going to be um, good enough for yes. copper clay. Okay. They can't fire long enough. Mm. That's quite interesting. Now, let's talk a little bit about the process now. Yeah. Right. So how was, you get the clay in a package. Mm -hmm. And then what? <laughs> so yeah. I have a package for, so, I don't know how many years, never opened it. Uh, well, and so that's the thing too, that people get scared because it comes in this little tiny package and it's really expensive, but it actually goes a long ways. Mm -hmm. It goes much further than most people think it does. Um, and that's, you know, something that I like to tell people in cover too, is that it really does go a long ways. Mm -hmm. Even It doesn't seem like it when you first open it. Um, but yeah, so you get the package. Um, there's so many different techniques that you can do with it. But per, like one of the most basic things is you roll it out and put a texture into it, mm -hmm. um, cut a shape out, you know, dry it, refine it, and put it in the kiln. So it sounds a lot like you would do with polymer clay. Yeah. Right. Of course, so, it's not the same thing. Yeah. But some of the same techniques the, the are the same. Techniques. And a lot of the tools. Mm -hmm. um, for metal clay have come from the polymer clay medium. Okay, part. that's cool. Is yeah. silver the one you prefer to work with? or I do prefer silver. Um, it It's just the easiest one to use. I mean, oh, as yeah? far as it's the most consistent clay. Uh -huh. um, I do like working with a lot of the base metal clays like your copper and bronze. There's there's a lot of different ones, white bronze. Um, there's like a mm -hmm. rose gold color. It's not really gold, but, um, but just different ones like that. But to me, they seem a little more finicky as far as their firing process. I have had really So good this results. consistency that you're talking about is when it goes to the kiln, you yes. might get a surprise instead of Yeah, what sometimes the copper doesn't always center properly or you get different mm -hmm. things with that. But silver just always seems to be consistent with me. And I love the look of silver. It's silver, yeah. yes, yes, I like <laughs> so, I do I'm like copper, big, but. I'm not big on gold. Yeah, I, I mean. I do have done some combination. Uh -huh. Yeah, combination, pieces, Like yes. mixed metal, yeah. yeah. I do yeah. like the mixed metal look and that's pretty popular uh -huh. too. Yeah, I've yeah. seen some beautiful pieces. Yeah. Uh, Chris Myers is asking, what brand of silver and copper clay would you recommend? 
So there's two main brands. Um, there's the PMC, which is made by Mitsubishi Company, mm. um, and that's you know stands for precious metal clay. And then there's also Art Clay Silver. Um, both of those are really good brands. Um, I like both of them. I've used both of them. I do primarily right now. I'm primarily using um, the PMC Pro Sterling. Mm -hmm. It's the One Fire Sterling Clay. Um, so there, there's fine silver clays, there's sterling silver clays, and you know all your copper clays. Um, for the copper clays, I do like um, it's Metal Clay Adventures mm -hmm. copper clay, and they have a really nice bronze one too. Um, they they come pre-mixed, like they're already pre-packaged, okay. um, so they're in the clay form. But there are some really nice base metal clays too that come in a powder form, and then you mix them to a clay form. Those ones are nice because then you can just mix them on demand oh, when you want okay. to use them, and they you don't have to worry about them drying out or mm -hmm. things like that. That is cool. Very good question. Don't forget, this is a live podcast, and we love when you interact with us and the way you do that is uh, whatever you're watching there's probably a comment or a chat box either be below or beside the video that's the best place I'll get here on my tablet and I'll be able to ask the things that you were thinking about uh, Clay so I, I would like to to show some pieces uh, let me let me just ask if we are ready for that but what I like about this I did you know that, that I, I took a course on silversmithing. Yeah. And if I wanted to make flowers like this, it would be a total nightmare, right? Yeah. It would be a lot of work. <laughs> You'd have to saw, you know, out each one of them or bend the wire. Yeah. Or did, and yeah. this tiny, I would probably spend the whole day just doing the flowers. <laughs> probably and, more than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and that's one good thing that you, because what I keep thinking, and we'll show in a second the, the pieces, uh, is... What are the differences that you, is this is silver, you go to silver's meeting, you, you do whatever you have to do to have your ring. Uh, what are the pluses of using this? Um, so creating shapes like this are really easy in, you know, the metal clay where um, it would take a lot of labor, it'd be a lot more labor intensive mm -hmm. in silversmithing. Um, knowing both techniques, there are things that I find are easier in silversmithing, you know, than metal clay. Um, all of these rings are made um, with metal clay, but some people do prefer um, to make like the ring band in silversmithing. Oh, and then make, and then make to the, the top. top of the ring with PMC mm -hmm. and then solder them together. The reason is there is a shrinkage rate with the PMC. Okay. And so when you're making rings, you have to calculate in that shrinkage rate. And, uh, and do and you so know more or less be, how much it shrinks? Yes. So the PMC, um, this PMC that I'm using... Uh, and the PMC Sterling both shrink about 10 to 12 percent. Well, that's a lot. So it is, and it is especially if you're doing, I don't have any really small pieces mm -hmm. here, but if you're doing smaller pieces, it, you know, when they come out of the kiln and you go to polish them, you're like, oh, these are really <laughs> tiny now. But um, so when you're making ring bands, uh -huh. you need to make them two and a half to three sizes bigger wow. um, to calculate uh -huh. in that shrinkage rate. But it, I make them a lot and it can be done. You just have to know those calculations. And, and know for you're going yeah. for. Um, and but, then in, if you made a silversmith band, it would be um, slightly stronger. 
Mm -hmm. than a metal clay band but i wear okay. metal clay rings all the time and so tell me tell me uh, the, the shrinkers i'm comparing to polymer clay and i know it's not the same thing yeah but so it's the shrinkers is higher than in polymer clay polymer clay there is a, a right the word a is difficult a shrinkers that <laughs> it shrinks yeah it shrinks that's the important thing but it, it is not in the 10 percent at all uh so what about the strength when i compare to silver the strength. Mm -hmm. um, so the sterling silver clay. Silver, it is silver. Yeah, the sterling that. silver clay is mm -hmm. the strongest of mm -hmm. like the silver clays um, because it does have that percentage of copper in it, so it makes it a bit stronger. Okay. Um, but all of these rings here were made with fine silver, and even the one that I'm wearing now, and I don't have any problems with them. Um, I actually find them to be a little bit more comfortable because mm -hmm. as you wear them more, they actually will mold oh, to really? your fingers a little bit, oh, that's and good. they're really comfortable. That's cool. So. Let's try to, to show some close-ups here, and then I have some comments. Uh, can you show the, the ring here? I, I want, what I want to show in this ring is the amount of details that I... So this is some type of texture, correct? Yes. And look at this, how pretty this is. Okay, stay there. I'm going to show another one. I want you guys to see really in close-up. So these are the flowers we were talking about. And this would be a nightmare made otherwise. Tell me a little bit about this one. This is so too tiny are, for my fingers. but Those are fun. That is what I call a wrap ring. So the clay w wraps around onto itself. Um, and then the stone in that ring is a fire in place CZ. Mm -hmm. So it's a cubic zirconium. Um, and it was fired in place in the kiln so it can withstand the high temperatures. Mm -hmm. The thing that is um, nice with those is you can you know build your whole pieces put your stone in and everything and when it comes out of the kiln it's completely done you just have to polish it no no extra work there yeah so it doesn't have to go into a pico or something like you, that you i mean you can like you can add patina to some of them but no you don't have to pickle them unless you were to solder onto it or something that's very cool charlotte so, osley do you <clears throat> do you fight <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Do you fire this or let it air dry after you design your design is made? Um, all of your clay needs to be dried before it goes in the kiln. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same concept as with pottery. Pottery has to be dry before you put it in a kiln. Um, if it was wet when you put it in a kiln, pottery will explode because you okay. have a big piece. Um, the silver isn't going to explode, <laughs> but you can get little air bubbles where okay. the air is trying to escape or the moisture is trying to escape. It will create air pockets in your clay. So everything has to be completely dry before it goes into the kiln. Um, How but long all does of, it take to dry? Um, really, like smaller pieces like this take five to ten minutes. But oh, I dry that. well if you I dry them on a hot plate. Mm -hmm. um, and that will speed up the drying time. You can let them air dry overnight to be okay. safe if you, you just want to let them air dry. Um, and then I also do all my finishing work after it's dried, but before it goes in the kiln. Oh. So okay. it's a lot easier to finish it when it's in what it's called the bisque stage or the porcelain mm -hmm. stage uh -huh. um, than it would be if after it was fired. It would be a lot harder to finish it. That's cool. Uh, very good question. See why it's important for yeah. them to ask questions. Uh, Chris Myers, have you ever uh, tried making mokume again? With uh, have you ever worked with polymer clay at all? 
Yes. Okay. Mokume, I think I'm pronouncing yeah. it right. Mokugame. 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 Yeah. Yeah, see, foreigners. Um, uh, with combining copper and silver clays? No, not, um, I haven't done it uh, with the, the silver, the PMC and the copper clay, um, just because of the different firing schedules mm -hmm. of the... Um, Both of them, the, yeah. the copper and the silver. So, but there are, um, there's a few different instructors and like clay manufacturers, the one that makes like the powdered clays and things mm -hmm. like that, that um, has some really good um, tutorials on mixing them and make, having that look of the silver and copper together. Oh, yeah, I bet yeah. it's going to be gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about the temperature then. Uh, how much do you fire silver? So silver, the um, fine silver can fire anywhere between 1190 degrees up to 1600 degrees. Um, that wide range kind of varies um, depending on if you have like the stones in place mm -hmm. in it or different things like that. Um, the lower temperatures, uh, some each clay comes with its own firing schedule and it will give you the scale of what to okay. fire it on. Um, but really the PMC um, silver needs to fire at like 1600 degrees for a minimum of 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So at full temperature where the copper fires at 1700 to wow, 1750 okay. yeah, for three hours. Wow. But it takes almost four to five hours, depending, you know, to get your kiln warmed up and then let it cool down enough to handle it. Wow. So. That's a big difference. Yeah. I thought because copper is very soft, that would be the opposite. That, that shows how much I know about this. <laughs> okay, I'm going to show you more. Tell me a little bit about the process of this guy. This one we didn't show. Um, so that one's another one with the CZ, the fire in place CZ, but I made the band first and then um, made the little square and adhered, you know, attached them together mm -hmm. and made a bezel with the clay and set the stone in the bezel and then attached it to the... Okay. And this screen. one is uh, copper, correct? Yeah, this one is copper. That kind of shows some fun. I do like the look of copper and the copper is is really fun to play with and do experimenting with um, because it is a lot cheaper than mm -hmm. silver. Okay. Um, but the copper shrinks 25%. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I make a lot bigger pieces in copper and then when they shrink down, your detail is even more defined, which is kind of fun. Huh. So, yeah. Okay, but you need to be a math head to work with copper then when you're Yeah, working. or you just don't like worry about yeah. like... <laughs> Don't it worry, what whatever, is, yeah. whatever size it comes. So let's see this bracelet. This bracelet is gorgeous. That, I oops, oops. do love that bracelet. I created that bracelet for the course that's coming up. Nice. Yeah. Oops. So we'll be showing how to make that, which is really It's fun. very pretty. So. Yeah, so nice. And I made the toggle and everything. The jump rings um, are not made with the metal clay, but everything. the, the tog toggle is. Really? Yep. Yeah. So Very I'll be cool. showing how to make that as well. Which allows you even in the, yeah, cool. So. Personalize everything. And that's an, another plus with the metal clay is you can make your own, you know, toggle class, your own connections. Mm -hmm. You can make your own elements and accents and you can nice. use them in silversmithing. Uh-huh. So. That's very cool. Katie yeah. uh, Farabaugh is saying, this is a very common question with people that fuse glass. Can you fire your pieces in a microwave kiln? 
Yeah, I have heard that people have. I have not tried it since I do have the bigger, you know, kiln. Uh-huh. Um, don't have one. But I have heard that people have been successful with that. You have so you ever tried? I have no. not tried okay. it because, you know, I have the big big kiln. So uh-huh. I really needed to buy one of those. I should to experiment. <laughs> um, I would, and I'm sure that people that use the microwave kilns may have a microwave dedicated just for that, that and not for metal. food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would make sure to do that. So could I, I have a, a ceramic kiln mm-hmm. here in the bathroom, actually. We never, ever turned that on. Oh, yeah. We got it. And st- could I do use for this? Um, you could. I have had people that have used their ceramic kilns. Uh-huh. The only thing with ceramic kilns, and depending on how big it is, is it doesn't hold a consistent temperature okay. in the same spot. So mm-hmm. some ceramic kilns will have like cold spots or hot spots in them. And um, with little pieces like that, it, like the jewelry, it can affect them mm-hmm. um, and they may not center properly. Um, when and you I say d- center, what exactly is that? So centering is the process of, well, when the binders burn away, mm-hmm. so about 10% of the clay is binders. And when those binders burn away, um, the silver comes together and fuses or what fuses or centers is what okay. it's called. So it's all those little particles coming together, you know, to hold into place. So a, a, a piece that was not well centered, how would it look like at the end? Um, when you pull it out of the kiln, um, I, it wouldn't have like the tinging sound of that metal usually does. I don't know if it, you can really hear it on this surface here, mm-hmm. but it has more of like a tingy sound where oh. um, this happens a lot with my copper pieces. They tend to maybe not center properly all the time, so I'll have to refire them. But when I pull them out of the kiln, I'll just like drop them lightly on my um, countertop. And, hear and if, if it doesn't sound like a coin, like uh-huh. a penny or a dime, you know, like change wood, if you're dropping it, then it's not fully centered. It has more of like a thud sound. Okay. Um, that's so one that piece wouldn't last? No, or? that's one way to tell. And then if you were to slightly bend it, it would just snap in oh, half. Okay. It wouldn't, you know, be like metal where it's more pliable. That's, that's a great tip. So, yeah. uh, Charlotte Osley actually asked the $10 million question. <laughs> Do you teach classes? If so, where? So yes. <laughs> uh, she will be teaching a class on uh, precious metal clay next week at Curious Mondo. And if you have never been to Curious Mondo, let me tell you, we go live and the whole course you can watch for free. Nothing is hidden from you there. Uh, all you have to do is go to CuriousMondo.com and sign up for her class, and she will go through several projects during uh, the course. The course has nine classes of about one hour each, so it's a lot of stuff. But yeah, if it's going to be a good class. I it's mean, going this, to be an awesome this, class. You know, we called it the beginning PMC mm-hmm. class, but I'm really going to cover the basics and even well, go more beyond the beginning. So this is an excellent course. I'm really excited. And it's something very it. exciting. Uh, Stephanie, I, I, I told you I have one package because I, I read about it, I saw online, and I thought I'm going to try. But it's intimidating to be playing with silver without having any knowledge, right? And locally, at that time, it was hard to find somebody that knew. Yeah. Right? Yes. So it, it's a huge opportunity because it, I love doing jewelry myself. Uh, and, and it's another way for you to accomplish that. Yeah. And it's And fantastic. I think, too, when people learn more about it and learn that nothing is ever wasted and you can mm-hmm. fix anything and it's you very forgiving. You see it's not expensive at all. Yeah. yeah. Your anxiety about using it mm-hmm. will really lessen. Yeah. So...
I, th I think the anxiety comes more, not, not so much because of the price of the silver, because I've done uh, lost wax casting that cost a bunch of money oh, yeah. later because I didn't shave as much as I should. Uh, but it's the, f the fact that you don't know what you're doing yeah. when you're by yourself. And now, that's what, yeah, people like get this package yeah, of clay and then it's what? on their hands yeah. and they're like, ah. And if, if you're used to work with polymer clay, you, you're, I'm used to the big blocks, right? Yeah. And then it comes something tiny. I don't know what yeah. to do that. <laughs> now, Stephanie, also for people that do like to take in-person classes, you mentioned that you do that on your studio, correct? Yes, I do. And um, my studio is located in South Jordan, Utah. Um, but yes, I do. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, Francine Cianfioni is asking, do you have a kiln? you could show us. She will have the kiln during the class. Yes, I didn't bring it here today, um, but I will have it an interview. Week, hey, I so. brought my kiln. <laughs> but next so. week, we will have that. And Sally Utley is asking, when you attach the part, how do you attach the parts to each other? So like in this one, you have a square yes. with the band, for and example. And all of these, too. All of these, yes. yes this one we didn't show attached. yet. Can we show oh, that? Yeah. It's gorgeous. Um, okay. You have to do my size. Then <laughs> Tell I me your size. We'll make a eight, ring next week. Eight. Okay. <laughs> Look at this one, how gorgeous it is. It's a big piece. It's a statement piece. Are you more of a tiny, very delicate stuff or more? Um, it's kind of funny because when I create just to create, like uh -huh. I don't have an intent for it, I tend to make bigger things. But usually what I wear tends to be smaller. <laughs> Yeah, I've noticed that, that you wear this most. I have yeah. one, one. But I like making big jewelry. I have one uh, rule for me, too much. I like big and uh -huh. I, I like poker. I don't have a problem with that. So you were explaining how to okay, attach the parts. Okay, so there, um, just, I feel like just like with any medium or mm -hmm. different things, there's multiple ways to achieve yeah. something. The way that I like to do it is I create my band first. So I create the band first, dry that and finish it. And while that's drying, you know, I work on my top piece or my other layer and dry that and finish it. The reason I like to attach two dry layers together is because then I can finish both of them. Um, and I, I can make like all my sides even like on this square and smooth them out. If I were to attach it while it was wet, I find that a lot harder. So, so I take two dry pieces and then attach them together with slip, kind of like the same thing that you use in pottery. Oh. Um, you make a slip with the clay that's okay. almost, almost acts with like With the a, same clay? Yes, with yes. the same clay. Mm -hmm. And it almost acts like a glue mm -hmm. to bond it together. And then you attach the layers. And then once in the kiln, like we talked about earlier, once that, um, all the binders burn away, the, the clay centers or fuses together. So it's permanent. So basically, let, let me see if I understood. So you have two pieces that you let it dry mm -hmm. and then you use a wet piece. Yes. And that's the glue. Like yeah. with polymer clay, you would use the liquid polymer to glue them together. Yes. So something like yeah. that. And there's, you know, a couple of different um, processes and I'll, I would cover those in the course next week too, mm -hmm. because there's areas where you need more strength, like um, things that have a bell or rings. I want to make a really stronger bond. So okay. that's where I'll use the paste or the slip to attach them. Um, but pieces like this that just have a layer, one so on top one. of another, um, it, it doesn't need to be really strong or strength wise. Um, so you can just attach those 
with uh, re-wetting the clay with water. Oh, you don't really? even need the oh. paste. Okay. Yeah. So, so if, if people really are used to work with polymer clay and air dry clay, this is not going to be a major jump uh, in what they are used to. Because no, you, you mentioned the of, tools are quite similar. Yeah, and a lot of the techniques are the same process, the same. just with a different medium, yes, right? Yeah. So yep. yeah, that, that's exciting actually, because, yeah. well, uh, the learning curve uh, it's, it's not as big if they are familiar with something similar to that. They yeah. just need to, okay, I use liquid polymer here, I will use the, the wet clay here yeah. and achieve the same thing. And a thing. lot of the tools are the same that they could use, the same, you know, we, um, they would need to be cleaned or whatever, yeah. but they can use a lot of the same tools as that, well. That's very, 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 so. very exciting. Uh, guess 859, if you want to use a stone that can't go in the kiln, can you mount a stone in the same manner as with regular sterling? Also, can you use patinas after firing? So let's answer the first okay. one. Uh, can you, so I have a stone, cannot put in the kiln? Yes, so if you want to set a stone that is not fireable, which um, many natural stones cannot withstand the high temperatures, um, you can solder a bezel on just like you do in traditional silversmithing. Mm. So you can create your piece with the texture in the kiln and make it and then solder a bezel on afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, or you can uh, create the bezel out of your regular bezel wire and then set that into place in the clay and okay. fire that in place as well. Mm -hmm. And your bezel, if you create your bezel with the bezel wire, your bezel wire will not shrink. The clay will just shrink around your bezel wire. Oh, and then you can set your stone afterwards. Ah, very cool. And can you use patinas after firing? Yes. So many of these pieces here have been This one has patina, right? To, yeah. So this is a good example of showing you the difference between patinaed and let me, not. Let me put just a little um, higher than that. I, I really two. like the look of the patina because um, with the metal clay, you have so much texture that it really makes the texture pop. Uh-huh. Um, I prefer to use a solution called Black Max or Silver Black. It just instantly turns your piece black, and then you can polish off the high spots. Mm -hmm. um, but I've also used liver sulfur as well. I just don't like the smell of it. You don't like the smell? <laughs> I have this thing. I love the smell of sulfur. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Some people have some theories yeah, about I that. <laughs> And I like the instant gratification of yes, the... Yes, and that is another marks. very interesting thing. Um, if you compare to other forms of art, yeah. it's kind of fast, you said. Yeah. Three hours for copper, a lot less for silver. Uh, and it's finished when it comes out, so you don't have 10,000 steps afterwards, right? Yeah, it's you done. have to do a little polishing, but that's there's it. not a lot of... That, yeah, that's quite labor. exciting. Uh, Kathy Farabaugh, if your clay is old, how do you bring it back to be able to use it? We were talking yes. about this just before. I just told Shahar, bring your dried up clay <laughs> next week there for and I'll, years. I'll reconstitute it for you. Um, so there's a few different things that you can do and we'll go into more detail mm -hmm. about it next week. Um, but if it's lump a big lump of dried clay, the first thing um, that I would suggest is trying to like drill or poke some holes into it mm -hmm. and then um, 
putting a couple drops of water into it and then uh, wrapping it really tight back up into the plastic wrap and then put it back into a, like a sealed container or a mm. Ziploc bag mm -hmm. and letting it sit overnight. And that moisture will get into the clay and start making it more pliable and workable. That's one way to do it. The other way is um, grinding it up into a really fine dust and then adding moisture back into it to, you know, at, get it more and it goes back to where form. I can use it any way I want or yes and that was like a quick overview yeah. of how to do it we'll go into more detail but yeah I mean it will be pliable again just like the clay That's so cool. and there's also um, a material that um, the PMC material that they have that like reconditions the clay mm -hmm. called PMC aqua and that um, it instead of just water, it adds a little bit more of the same binders um, oh. and liquid that was in the clay before. So it helps make it more pliable and mm -hmm. workable. That's but right. I use that and water. I have like and a process. They, they yep. both work. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Lori, where do you find your inspiration to create? Do you ever find yourself stuck? <laughs> yes. Once a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always tell all my students, like once they start working with metal clay, you'll start looking at things completely different. Mm -hmm. um, you'll look at a leaf and want to press it into the clay. Yeah. You know, I mean, so inspiration really comes from everywhere. I feel like I've, I know this is bad, but like I've um, taken texture off wallpapers in like a hotel that I thought was really cool. <laughs> I like took my molding material over there and <laughs> really? molded, but yeah. So you can really get texture mm. and inspirations and things from anywhere. But one thing that I, I tell all my students and I tell people too is that um, you can take the same course somewhere and then take the same course somewhere else mm -hmm. from a different instructor and learn something yes, new. Yes, for sure. Um, because there's always more than one way to do something. And so I, I tend to take classes too, to you know, keep learning new things. And I, even if it's something I already know how to do, just because somebody else might do they it do differently. They do it in a different way, yeah. 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 Um, and then another thing that I do is if I'm really feeling stuck with working with metal clay, I work in a completely different medium. I'll just do something completely different. And just working in a new, different yeah. medium, it always seems to spark my creativity I again. I do the same. Yeah. Now, I've been caught in weird situations, <laughs> like taking a picture of a pen that had grease on it because I wanted to use this texture on Photoshop. Oh, yeah. But I can't imagine you in a hotel room service <laughs> and you're there putting putty on the wall. That's yeah. weird. That's weird. Uh, I was hoping it didn't leave a spot on the wallpaper. No. And, and you are also going to teach how to take, make a mold and yes. take pieces yeah. during the course. Lena Shore, what about things to do with bad broken pieces that are already fired? Any way to reuse or should we just add, <clears throat> add them uh, to our inclusion spire for polymer, LOL? <laughs> um, once the clay has been fired, it cannot be um, put back into the workable clay form okay. it, that it once was. Um, but I've had pieces, you know, that I fired and either for whatever reason didn't like them or I, I have tried to bend them too much and they mm -hmm. broke or different things like that. So you can either, yeah, use them in another project. You can solder them on to something else. You can also um, melt them down, just like you would in traditional silversmithing. You could melt the silver down and oh. um, 
do water casting with it or okay. something different like that. Um, or, you know, the you can always send it to the refinery to be recycled, you know, in, with your other silver scrap, hmm. which is always the last thing I like to do. If you can reuse it in yeah. something else, you'll get more recycling money out or of it. using it, uh, be, it begins with you doing that, yeah. not putting someplace well, to go yeah, someplace It's more else. valuable too, yes. if you can reuse it or do something else with it than mm -hmm. what they would give you to recycle it. Right, true, so. true. Guess 859, could you use a butane torch for little pieces? Yes, yep, and I have, and we will cover that next week too. Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, you can do really big pieces because it needs to stay Define big pieces though. What is a big piece that you cannot use with the torch? Pro probably most of this you could do with a you torch. You could do so in this range here. Yeah, it would be I, fine. I, I wouldn't. I would not suggest ever torch firing rings though. Okay. Um, just because of the the strength, you're going to get a lot more strength in the kiln. In the kiln. There's a small sliding scale that the longer you fire the clay, the stronger it is. So mm -hmm. whenever I make rings, I do always fire them at the longest suggested. Um, firing scale or temperature. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't suggest firing rings. And, and it has more consistency anyway than because yeah. the torch you will move. Yes. And the wear and tear of a ring, the wear it. Yeah. You, you, yeah. I, so, I get that. And a lot of my ring bands I'll make with the sterling clay now mm -hmm. too, and the sterling clay cannot be torch fired. Oh, that one no. No, because it does have to fire for an hour and a half. And no one wants to yeah, sit there for safe. an hour and a half and hold a torch. But but that's also a great way, I would assume, to get started and see if you like yes, the, absolutely. working with this. And the other thing that I would suggest, too, is um, if in your area, if there's any studios or um, places that have kilns, mm -hmm. a lot of them offer kiln services right. that are really inexpensive. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing with the metal clay is you could make hundreds of pieces and they could be dried for uh -huh. indefinitely, really. You know, you want to keep them safe so they wouldn't break. But I'll have people make several, you know, little containers full of pieces and bring them all in at once to be fired. And, mm -hmm. you know, then they just pay one firing service and, and all their pieces are fired. But that's the nice thing with metal clay, too, is you can do so much of it with a small toolkit, mm -hmm. you know, on your kitchen counter. And then, you know, if you don't want to fire them with a torch, you could take them somewhere. To someplace else. Yeah, to be fired. And, and, but it's good that you can try and see, okay, I, I can see my passion yeah. showing up here. Yeah. And then you, you move to invest in everything else that you might need, like the yeah. kiln. It's going to be yeah. a higher investment anyway. And real, your biggest investment is it's your the kiln, kiln, right? Really. Because the rest yeah. is not much. That's fantastic. Uh, can, uh, Kathy Fireball, can you mix gold filings with the clay? Um, so like regular gold from like goldsmithing or like Maybe. metalsmithing? You can, um, you can also, so yes, you can. Um, you want to always go with the highest firing temperature of whatever metal is You're possible. Uh -huh. um, but so I'm trying to remember what the melting point of gold is, but yeah, the firing schedule might be different. Um, but I have used, there's a gold clay 
that uh -huh. I've used as well. And if you get anxiety using the silver, you really so get comes, anxiety like using this big, the gold. Right? <laughs> so it's like three grams of Ooh, clay, and uh, yeah, it's, it's expensive. Yeah, I think it's about two hundred dollars a package right now. Yeah. Um, and then you, but, your your dog gets it. Yeah, <laughs> right. So if you wanted to zoom in on these gold and silver earrings, yes, they're very um, This pretty. is another way to add some gold accent to your pieces, and I do. I use this quite a lot, but this is a process called kembu, and it's the Korean um, art of applying gold to silver. Oh, um, and so this is a and this uses you know minimal amounts of gold, but you get the gold look. So this is 22 karat gold applied over the silver, and all of this is done. Um, well, the pieces are made and put in the kiln, and then I apply the gold after the pieces have been fired. Oh. So. And then you fire again? Or? No. Um, the gold is applied with a hot plate okay. um, and burnished down. Um, mm. So there's a few different materials that I've used, like gold foil. There's also like a gold paste mm -hmm. type thing very, that you very can cool. use. Very, very cool. Uh, Chris Myers, what happens if you fire PMC, PMC clay longer than the recommended time? So it stays too long. Um, you can fire longer. It won't make any difference as far as strength or make it any stronger once you get over that two hour mark. Um, so it's pretty much just a waste of energy, really. Um, it won't do anything if you fire it too long. If you fired it at too high of a temperature, it would melt the piece. Okay. So, yeah, that would Then be... you end up with a blob, not yeah. a ring. Yep, your texture, it would just melt together. So now, you mentioned the price of the gold. Uh, uh, tell me a little bit about, I want to make just a, a simple comparison. How much do you pay for a package of silver? Um, so there's three different package sizes right okay. now. Um, but it, like around a 25 gram pack right now is around 50, So 25, 50, yeah. three grams, 200. So it's about... I, I like to figure about 225 a gram okay. for silver. So that's, it fluctuates with the silver market, so it will change right. a little bit. And um, it's not bad at all. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. And for example, when you sell a pair of uh, earrings like this, how much do they go for? This one? Let's see. Yeah. The These ones are back. $32. $32, yeah. right. So. How much does it take of silver there? Um, that is probably less than three grams of silver. Wow. So, and then these ones have the um, posts fired on the back. So you can solder onto the silver uh -huh. afterwards. Nice. So you see that if, you, if, if you're thinking about learning this and, you know, make a, a side business or participate in some bazaars, at the end of the year, however it is. It's always, I, I think it's always good to have something that you can make money when you want. Yeah. Uh, of course, it's also an option even as a profession for you. Uh -huh. uh, but it's always, oh, if I need to make some extra money, what do, how yeah. can I do that? Uh, I was talking to, to my daughter this weekend uh, about money and, and how people don't save today. Uh -huh. Especially here in this country, we have people from all over the world, but it's hard that, People don't, don't tend to save, and they were saying on TV the other day that the average American doesn't have $400 set apart 
for an emergency. Should a natural yeah. disaster occur, they, uh, you don't have that. And in the time of the recession, we used to hear all the time that people would lose their homes because of $300. If they had $300, they wouldn't miss whatever payments. That was what was missing. Uh, and then you have to think, okay, as resourceful people, we always have to have a way to make extra money when and if we need. Mm -hmm. Many, many will never need that, but you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Life may bring you something, right? That you think, okay, now I need some extra cash. Well, by, by having skills, you're always yeah. ready, right? Yep. Uh, but what I want to call your attention to the PMC is that, or the, the metal clay, is that your investment to get started is really low. Mm -hmm. And there are very few hobbies or even careers that you can get started with a very low investment, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said, the biggest one is the kiln and you can go someplace in your city yeah. and fire that. And when you think about the, the, the material itself, so I think you said $25, something like that for 25 grams, yeah, and you're selling this for 30 bucks, you see that it's very easy to recoup that investment as well, yeah. right? Yep. So have that in, in, in mind because many times we, we have passions for things that they take longer, they're much more expensive and much harder to sell should yeah. we need. With, with jewelry, that never happens. Uh, one, one key factor, for example, when there is a recession is that the jewelry market actually goes up. Mm -hmm. Right, people, the cost is, they are feeling yeah. bad because of all the things that are going on, but so they buy things for themselves and jewelry. Makes is, you feel better. Makes you feel better, yeah. makes you feel prettier. So it's always a good route to yeah. go, right? Because it's never difficult to sell jewelry. No, and with a lot of these, since they're precious metals, they mm -hmm. hold, you know. It's an investment yeah, in itself, right? Hold yeah, hold the value in that. Yeah. Um, Charlotte asked, how much is a packet of silver clay? Did you say? So a, a 25 <clears throat> gram pack is pro around $55, $50. So 50 range. for so 25 it's a, grams. It's about two to 225 a gram right now. It keeps fluctuating. Yes. But yeah. And, and like she said, a small earring like this one has about three grams. So mm -hmm. you can kind of see where you can go. Uh, guess 535, do you need a separate kiln for PMC or can you use a glass kiln? In other words, does the PMC contaminate the shelf of the bricks in the kiln? I would use a separate shelf, but you wouldn't need a separate kiln. So um, you can just buy like a little separate, and they're not very much money, but a mm -hmm. ceramic shelf and, and use that, that for your silver, just so that your silver wouldn't ever go back and contaminate your um, glass because okay. it can't, silver can discolor the glass. Um, but it looks kind of cool sometimes too. I've done <laughs> so combination things yeah, okay. with silver and glass. Do, do you play with fused glass as well? Yeah, oh. I've done some combination pieces with the silver and glass. So. That's very cool. Yeah. That's very cool. And Francine is asking, what is the shrinking ratio on silver, please? It's so 10, 10, 10 to 12%. Okay. So it, it depends on the silver that you're using. So there's, um, there's different types of silver um, like models, I guess you'd mm -hmm. say, or brands, and some of them have different shrinkage rates. When PMC first came out, it shrank 25%. Wow. 
um, they discontinued it, but people were really missing it. Be um, and so they've actually brought it back now. Really? It's called PMC Classic. Um, I don't know for how long it will be out. Why were they um, missing? Because you can work in a larger amount, like a bigger piece, work uh -huh. with a bigger piece, and especially people that like to do carving and sculpting Got into it. the silver, you can do a bigger piece, and then when mm. it fires in the kiln and shrinks, you have a lot more detail. Your detail is more defined. I'm excited so, already to yeah, learn this. It's really cool. I, I'm just thinking <laughs> about all the things I can make. And Kathy, when you talk about soldering, are you talking about torch or soldering iron soldering? Torch. Torch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Very cool. With you know um, flux and solder. And, uh -huh. Yes, and a torch. So. That's very very nice. Okay, so we already talked a lot about this <laughs> yeah. and we have nine more hours coming. Any final words for people that are thinking about mm, this may be something I would be interested in? I would just say get started and try it. I'm yeah. I don't no think you have here. anything to lose. It's uh -huh. really fun. Um, if you don't want, you know, to invest in it and then take a class and mm -hmm. see how you like it without investing in it, you know, um, even watching the free online course yeah, next but week. But I, I know how they you. work because they're, they're watching and they're thinking, I need to go out to get some clay. But the thing is yeah. not that easy to find in, in local shops, right? PMC is not, or any metal clay really not is easy. not sold mm -hmm. it, like at your local craft store. Um, so you do have where to should they it. go? Um, you could a lot of places online. Uh, Rio Grande is a good resource online. Um, there's a lot of metal clay suppliers online. Um, metal clay supply, jewelry artist supply, cool tools um, that sell PMC. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different. Um, and then um, there's also another silver clay called Art Clay, which is a really good clay too. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different options. So if you get you yours can't. today, it will yeah. come before the class. <laughs> yeah, because you can start working with it. Well, this kind of this kind of thing, it's there are some things that you really need to watch and you know think about it and then go do it. Others you have you want to yeah. be touching, right? And I think that's the case. Yeah. I may be uh, you know under the table when you're doing the class. I may be just. <laughs> that's why I asked you if you that. make anything with me when we're doing it. <laughs> Oh, I already, I like working with silver. Uh -huh. uh, I, I, uh, the, the silvers meaning the, the you know, so, uh, getting a saw and cutting, that's not my thing. But the lost waxes, I mm -hmm. love the carving part. Yeah. And you mentioned that and, and you I was can saying, carve oh, oh my gosh, too, then, then so. I can go, yes. And even um, for beaders or mm -hmm. other, you know, people that do other jewelry mediums, yes. they like working with the PMC because they can add little accents mm -hmm. to what they're already doing. Yeah, so, and, and, and I would suggest people or, that do work with polymer clay, for example, you, you make beautiful jewelry out of that. Adding some components in silver mm -hmm. just makes that piece, right? Like, oh, yes, yeah. oh, yes, that's yeah. very cool. Okay, let me see just if I, I have some other questions. Um, Kathy, thank you for all the info. Looking forward to your class. Okay. Sally, so awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being yeah, here. And thanks for having you know, me. I'm excited for next week. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for your participation. Uh, we really, really appreciate you. See that it shapes the, the podcast in a, 
in a, the route that you decide it should go, and that's very rewarding for us. It's rewarding for the artists. I didn't ask you, if people want to know more about you and your pieces, where can they go? I have a website. It's okay. my name, stephaniechavez.com. stephaniechavez.com, yep, right? They can find me uh, And you can get to know more about her. Curiousmondo.com is where you go for, for the class. Don't forget to register so you do get the reminders. It is free to watch. If you think this was good because she gave a lot of information, times that for nine because that's <laughs> what we are going to be doing next week for that. And don't forget that this podcast stays wherever you're watching. Uh, you can share as many times as you want. You can tell other people, get excited. Maybe you have somebody in your home that you think she or he should uh, you know, find a, a pathway in life. This is the perfect beginning. Uh, maybe they will turn into jury makers later and create a career out of that. So don't think just about yourself. Think about the people that are around you and tell them to watch the podcast so maybe they get inspired and start a new pathway. It's, it is the beginning of the year, right? Yes. It's the moment you're making <laughs> resolutions. Time so it's to a, learn something time new. Time to learn something. Well, it is, right? I, I mentioned today yeah. during the class, that's the one thing we take into another life is our knowledge, our skills, and resourcefulness is always good in human beings. So don't forget to register for that, that. Thank you very much for being here today. Next week, we are back on Tuesdays. Uh, today was an exception. Uh, the podcast goes live every Tuesday at 2.30. And we are going to have Amanda Hartland from the UK talking to us about her amazing free motion embroidery techniques. So I hope to see you back here next week. Thank you so much. <music>